Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. American needs individuals who not only recognize that righteousness exalted the nation, but sins are reproach to any people. Hello and welcome to of God and men. To steal a good quote, blessed are they whosoever are not offended in me. <laughs> uh, that was Jesus that said that, by the way. Uh, this is your host, Brom French. It is great to be back with you. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at bromfrench at mail.com. That is B-R-A-H-M-F-R-E-N-C-H at mail.com. Or you can reach me by phone at 210 those of you that are regulars, you will have noticed, first of all, our bumper music has changed. That is because we are right around our one-year mark, and uh, that's something we have done periodically. This is now our third time. That means we are coming up on our third uh, year of the podcast, which is absolutely amazing. Another really amazing thing, now we're just starting the third year, finished the second year, starting the third. Another amazing thing is we just this is our 201st podcast. The last podcast was the 200th. This is the 201st podcast. Just really, really cool. Another thing that uh, you may have noticed, our bumper music's changed, and uh, you know it's 200th, and the show is a couple minutes longer. Uh, two, three, uh, two minutes, I guess. It was about 13 minutes. Now we're up to 15 minutes. Now, part of this is because going through the Bible in a quadrillion years, I don't have time to go through everything. There's always something I have to leave out. And uh, of course, let's be honest, that's a, there's a reason we call it going through the Bible in a quadrillion years, because you'll never get it all in one shot. And uh, I, I'm convinced you'll never get it, even if we talked about it all day. The depth of God's word is just so crazy. We'll never get to it. So we'll never get to the bottom of it. So uh, let's talk about a couple of the other things. There is another short segment we're going to put in this. And I'm not sure how often. It's probably not going to be every day. And some of you are probably, you might freak out about it. But I believe Thomas Jefferson was right. Thomas Jefferson was an absolute genius. He was... Uh, he gets a bum rap, in my opinion. And I, he wasn't John Adams. I, you know, John Adams for me is like, uh, he, he's just an icon. But Thomas Jefferson had a very strong feeling that one day, uh, the Islamic world will make its way here. And he believed that we needed to know what these people thought and the way they believed. And, uh, and so he set out to read, to understand, to have translated the Quran. And so that we would be able to address this, um, this ideology. And, uh, just in case you don't know, some of that is even in some of our, uh, our national anthem. Um, a, a battle, a war, if you will, against, uh, the Islamic State. So, uh, this is what we're going to do. I believe it's important you know who your adversary is. And when I say you know who your adversary is, I don't want you to think that I am referring to an individual as our adversary. But we do have an adversary, 
and it is important, it is vital, we know who they are. The adversary, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. It's important we recognize who they are. It's important we recognize what they say. And what I'm getting at is we need to know what is in the Quran because there is an overwhelming demonic spirit that is attached to it. Matter of fact, uh, if you're a Christian at all, you might be interested in knowing, if you don't already, that Muslims are pushing for and are embracing what they refer to as the 12th Imam. But what it really is, is nothing more than the Antichrist. So it's important we know some of these things so that and we know what what the Bible says and also what this doctrine of devils says. And so we're going to on occasion, maybe not every week, maybe not every podcast, but on occasion, we're going to go through the book of Quran. And there's another reason I believe we should do this. Another reason I was speaking to some young people the other day, a few weeks ago, I guess. And a young lady began to protest what I was saying and saying that uh, the Quran doesn't say any negative things. The Quran doesn't attack the Quran and the Muslims are peaceful people. It's important we know what their book says. It's important we understand. And so I'm going to go back to some of what Thomas Jefferson understood, that the American people need to know about this darkness. And we need to have a grasp and an understanding. So from time to time, we're going to go through the Quran so that um, it will be very abundantly clear what it is we are facing. They're not the only ones. And remember, it's not the people. It's the spirit behind them. We need to pray that they're delivered. Tell you what, let me take a break. And when I come back, we will go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. Hold on just a second. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. American needs individuals who not only recognize that righteousness exalted the nation, but sin the reproach to any people. And we are back, and we're about to go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. We're in Genesis, Genesis chapter 35. We're going to pick up at verse number 8. The Bible says this, But Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried beneath Bethel under an oak, and the name of it was called Alan Bakath, or something like that. And God appeared unto Jacob again when he came out of Padan Aram, and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loin. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac to thee, I will give it. And to thy seed after thee will I give the land. And God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. And Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone. And he poured a drink offering thereon, and he poured oil thereon. 
And Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him, Bethel. So we're going to back up now. Remember that Jacob's already wrestled with an angel. And when he wrestled with the angel, the angel told him, your name isn't Jacob anymore. Your name is Israel. So I, I want to make sure we remember that as we go forward. So now Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, has now died. And she is buried beneath Bethel. She's buried under an oak. And the name of it was called that unpronounceable place. It would be really good to go up and look and study the names. And yeah, 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 brother woman. <laughs> Let's go to verse number nine. And God appeared unto Jacob again when he came out of Paran Aram and blessed him. So God has blessed him over and over and over again. I wish it would be good or it would be good if we recognize when God blesses us because he has blessed us over and over and over again. Verse number 10 said, And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called anymore Jacob. So right now your name is surplanter or deceiver. But your name will not be surplanter or deceiver anymore. But Israel shall be thy name. Israel means prince with God and with man. And so now, Jacob, you're no longer going to be known as a deceiver, as a trickster, as a liar, but you're go or as a planner. You're going to be known as somebody that's got favor with me, favor with God and favor with man. All of us need to have our own connection and a name change that only Jesus can give. All of us need that same kind of connection. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee. And kings shall come out of thine loins. And so now he's saying, hey, not only am I blessing you, but I'm blessing your children. If you've got a relationship with God, your relationship with God will not only bless you, but it will bleed over into your children. As a matter of fact, you can't help but notice and see it as the parents begin to die off and the children come up under the ranks. And you can tell who, what mother, what father was blessed of God because you see it in their children. And you see other children that have to fight and get their own personal relationship. Now, all of us got to get our own personal relationship. Please don't misunderstand me. But some of us are given blessings that we get from our parents because our parents walk with God. And it bleeds over into our own personal relationship. And we don't have the struggles to get the relationship that others had. Who, for instance, their parents didn't. Uh, maybe they were backslidden. Maybe they didn't live for God. Maybe they didn't have the joy of the Holy Ghost. They've got to fight and overcome things that, for instance, I don't have to because my dad had a walk with God. And so it plays in to your relationship with kids. All right. So let's continue. He goes on. and He says, I'm going to call your, your name Israel. You're going to be fruitful. You're going to multiply and nations are going to come out of you. Company of nations. So not just one nation, but a company of nations shall be of thee and kings shall come out of thy loins. And so it's not just Israel, but Many nations. America has all kinds of Jewish people in our ranks in government. That was predicted 
by God to Jacob way back when. And he said, and the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac to thee, I will give it. And thy seed after thee will I give the land. Again, because of your relationship, the children are going to be blessed. Because of your connection, I'm going to bless the children. And God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So now God has, he's finished talking and the Lord has moved on. And Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him. Jacob made up his mind, I'm going to remember where God spoke to me. I'm not going to forget where I was when God communed with me. Even a pillar of stone. And he poured a drink offering there and he poured oil thereon. He goes back and he makes up a pillar and he says, I'm forever going to remember. This again is where some of us fail because we've got our own altars at church where God spoke to us, but we forget. We turn around, we walk away, we leave the altar and we just completely put it out of our minds. And so then all that God has done to commune with us and to build that relationship and to say, hey, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless those that bless you. I'm going to curse those that curse you. I'm going to bless your seed. I'm going to bless your children. How If you'll do this and yet we refuse to do, we forget when we turn up and when we get up and we walk out of the church building, we forget about the promises that we made to God and that God made to us. But Jacob sets up a pillar. What he does when he sets up the pillar as he's saying, I'm not going to forget. I'm going to remember what God has spoken to me. I'm going to set up a place where I can remember where God talked to me. Even a pillar of stone, the Bible says, and he poured a drink offering thereon and he poured oil thereon. He goes back and he offers an offering and he says, I'm going to remember. I'm not going to forget. And this is crazy. How many times is Jacob going to name this place the same thing? Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him Bethel or Bethel over and over again. It's the same thing. And what he's saying is, this is where my connection with God is. This is where it is. I cannot forget. Wherever you were when you first made that connection with God, regardless of your age, Regardless of what you knew at that time, wherever you were, where you first made that connection with God, you need you and I need to be like Jacob and set up a pillar, even if it's just in our minds or in our hearts that are, we're willing to say, I'm not going to forget what God spoke to me. I'm not going to forget the name change that God gave me. I won't forget it no matter what, because if I won't forget it, he'll honor it. And if he'll honor it, then I'm going to have the greatest blessing that I could ever possibly ask for. I've run out of time. Thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you later.